Here is your dagger. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 319. Aaron Rodgers here. What is the change that you received that allowed you to say, okay, let's do this? Trust. Rodgers sends it out left side. Aaron Jones wide open. Touchdown. So it's nice to, to come out and have a good performance and get the trolls off our back for at least a week. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Still to come. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. Plus 49ers quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here with week number two in the books. Aaron Rodgers, who was a guest on the show yesterday, just went out and really used that Rich Eisen Show uh, bump uh, to his uh, best of his ability. As I said at the top of the show, it sure feels like the Packers told the rest of the NFL, we're going to spot you six quarters, come get us. Saints got him, lines attempted, and then Aaron Rodgers made two gorgeous throws in the first uh, possession of the second half, a 50-yarder down the sideline, dropped it right in the bucket to Devontae Adams, and then a frozen rope to Robert Tunyon, big Bobby Tunyon. Um, <laughs> and the Packers got their first lead of the season, did not relinquish it last night. They're 1-1, one and one, and then look out for the rest of the league. Kind of get that sense. Jimmy Garoppolo is the next quarterback standing in the Packers' way. Uh, Sunday night football, 2-0, 49ers taking on the one-on-one Packers, but that's a few days from now is the game. Uh, Jimmy G is going to be on an hour from now at this very moment, so make a note. Uh, Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo in their position. Good to see what you. Up, what up, what up? TJ Jefferson, uh, another good Tuesday morning to you, sir. Hello, sir. Uh, love talking to this guy. Love our conversations. His podcast, Green Light with Chris Long, is available. We're all podcasts are acquired. The, the man uh, himself is on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line here on the Rich Eisen Show. Chris Long back here. How are you, sir? Rich, what's up? I'm just uh, just taking in that, that that game. Are you watching the Manning cast? You watching that Manning cast? Dude, you know what? Uh, actually, last night I stepped away from football for a few. So How dare I you? See How dare you? Throws you were talking about in the second half, but I kind of had the sound off. You know, I got a sports pop culture kind of podcast, so when I'm I'm kind of tired of the sports, I can do pop culture. Okay, so you, you know, so you have not seen the Manning cast just yet no you know i actually was in their mock um their mock broadcast like oh, you... they hit me up and i was very flattered that they wanted to use me for practice uh which <laughs> yes. i think like maybe i should be flattered by but you know maybe we'll see if they call me to come on the real thing so it's you were like preseason is what you're saying and now so it's essentially like one of the last preseason games you know these shows they're big productions so yes. they have to like practice and they needed, you know, uh, a practice squad guy, so to speak, <laughs> to come on and uh, do like the fourth quarter of some blowout. But I got to tell you, like, yes. and I mean this sincerely, I did, you know, usually I come on to my show, you can get carried away, enjoy talking to them. But I, I didn't want to leave the show because I just bet. wanted to listen to them talk football Me the too. whole night. You know, like that, I think, is the appeal of having that format. If two guys really know the game and can be conversational and casual, that's how I'd rather watch a game than the traditional, you know, um, color commentary, play-by-play, kind of triangle offense with somebody on the sideline. I like the, the Manning cast better. Well, they, last night uh, in the first quarter, immediately identified how the Lions defensively were trying to slow Aaron Rodgers down and dare him to throw into the the two deep safeties. And it was just fascinating, just watching it play out and – 
you know, they'd, they'd comment about how his safety came up late and what that means for Rodgers, and Rodgers is noticing it, and LaFleur is definitely noticing it, and he's giving him two plays right now, and Rodgers, like, yeah. they walked us through what how, how everyone was was absorbing the real-time action and chess maneuvering, and it was fascinating, just absolutely fascinating. And then, uh, then uh, Peyton dropped at one point that he was concerned being in the – visitors locker room in new england that there there could be a hot mic in there then <laughs> you know we walked through uh fake plays before the uh the super bowl against them when we were with the eagles and i didn't like you know i've been in new england i never seen him do anything shady you know i think it's just become like pop culture at this point but um yeah we walked through a couple fake plays that we weren't going to run at all just in case uh, someone was watching play. this is what you yeah, said dude. yeah i mean this is i'm not the first one to to say this publicly but um yeah it's folklore at this point <laughs> the height of paranoia so doug peterson's like we're we're not doing this but let's do Dude, it we ran like some like these trick plays and i turned to fletch and i was like man these look cool and he's like yeah they're not real plays but then what the philly special was i mean philly special was one we did not run i don't think because uh for that very reason well didn't so you tell me like philly special there was no dress rehearsal that i know of well, the idea was, again, if I'm not mistaken, the Philly special was something that you had planned for the NFC Championship game, just didn't have an opportunity yeah, to use it. I have no it, idea. Right? Listen, like, here's the problem. I, I say anything about the Eagles, and I end up on, like, uh, NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia, like, uh, <laughs> clickbait journalism washing machine situation. So I'm going to – let's move away from the Eagles. I took us here. Well, you know what? I'll, no, no, it's, it's, it's all good. I mean, because <laughs> it, 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 it's just uh, funny how the Manning cast can just go – all over the place is my point to begin with. Needs you know? more linemen, Rich. I think the one thing that that's missing from a lot of broadcasts, yes, like and I'm being dead serious, Please. is like linemen who who know or somebody in these quarterbacks' ears collectively, like on their little headset, feeding them the right terminology for how to talk about line play and what's going on up front. And I think like any linemen that are listening right now to your show or watching it, mm-hmm. probably nodding their heads. Like there are times where we feel very underrepresented so what like like how like walk me through that chris long terminology you know guys won't know what you know what a, how to term a twist stunt or a game or the mm-hmm. difference between you know what to call an inside move uh butchering kind of like shock and shed terminology like the basics um also not knowing like hey when a when a rusher wins at 11 yards maybe it wasn't a great rush you know maybe the quarterback drifted to 11 and it's his fault Little nuances like that, they just kind of gloss right over them because the typical fan, I mean, is ball watching. So we got to get you on the Manning cast then. I mean, I, you've I'm already hoping so. We'll I mean, see. I mean, you'll get called up. I think you'll get called up, Chris. I don't. Hey, listen, I don't want the cats out of the bag. I guess so I'm, I'm going to be on the Manning cast. They call back. They, <laughs> they me to uh, the active roster, and I think at some point this year I'm supposed to be on. So. I would. You know what I would do? I would do a long cast. I would watch a long cast. Oh. I'd watch you. I'm serious. I'd watch you and your brother and your dad. You know, I mean, it's. I would watch one of those. Yes. Would you do something like that, Chris? Uh, you might watch it, but I. I talk to them plenty. <laughs> off of a live stream, dude. So I think we're good on that. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm sure Peyton and Eli connect. You know, I yeah, mean, you're so right, you're I, right. You're right. I would love because you're, right. you're. You know, like like let's see what we can do here. I I, I would watch something like that. Maybe Just, we can live stream the next Jets game or something. That would be fun. 
You want me in on that? Because you better you better understand <laughs> it's working blue. Right? My my guys my guys around here want me to work blue in the worst <laughs> way. Definitely. You know, and Stuart and Stuart Scott and I, whenever he used to do a sports center, we would just work blue off camera and we'd say that this should be like a, a pay per view, like a yeah, sports yeah. center pay per view where we work blue. I, um, I would have paid. You know. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris Long here uh, on the on the Rich Eisen show. So when you see Brady doing what he's doing right now, yeah. nine touchdowns and Gronk getting four of them, I mean, it's 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 insane. It really. I, I don't. I don't. There's really no words for it. But I do want to put it in your lap yeah. here. Somebody's played with him and knows what it takes to prepare for an NFL season, physically, mentally, and the fact he's 44 and doing this. It's it does not compute. Chris. Yeah, it's crazy. I think, and the scary thing is the Bucks are kind of because they played in that that spot with Atlanta, sandwiched in between like so many good games that were objectively like interesting and compelling. Like I don't think a lot of people watched them last week, other than like Red Zone. So, you know, no offense to Tampa fans. I mean, they, they've kind of gotten pretty quickly uh, into this boring good mode. Um, you know, last year they they peak late. They win a Super Bowl. Um, and you think like Super Bowl hangover, maybe a little rust. I've said this before. I think a lot of people made a little bit too big of a deal of the Bill and Tom head-to-head kind of you know narrative last year because I just didn't think that would be the barometer for like you know what came first, the chicken or the egg, up in New England. I actually think there's an interesting thread that people are missing this year, which is mm-hmm. like Tom's brilliance when it comes to setting the to- the tone you know, setting the temperature in a locker room after uh, a Super Bowl run like that, that had to be exhausting, you know, with all things considered in the, the pandemic and all that. Um, this is even tougher to rebound from an effort like that. Like, so Tom Brady being able to get this team back into kind of like tip-top shape, focused, energized, playing good out of the gate, like that's New England stuff. That's like Bill Belichick stuff. So I thought this year the true test for Tom as a leader, which is almost a bit unfair, but he's played himself and led himself into this echelon of people that we can talk about this way. Like, this is the mark of the GOAT. Like, as much as anything, how you get a team to rebound after a Super Bowl effort and play like that Super Bowl team out of the gate. That rarely happens, and we know that. So that's a, a check mark in Tom's, uh, in Tom's column when you talk about him and Bill. He's at least part of why they were perpetually good at that in New England. No, there's no question about that. There, there is no doubt that that it's woven in his DNA, and that's what made the Brady Belichick relationship work for as it's long. Not winning it one, Rich. It's winning, you know, as right. many as they won there, and, and doing them sometimes, you know, early on, like clustered together, um, and then you know later that long that long break, but still being able to, after disappointing runs that might end in the end of the AFC championship or in the Super Bowl, like they were able to pick themselves off the mat and, and play good football immediately the next year. It's hard to stay that way. I mean, I've been on, you know, teams that, that were that way and then, you know, fell off. You know, I, 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 you forget that, you know, Belichick and Brady lasted 20 years. That is an, that is unheard of. We like will never a hundred years in, uh, in human. Honestly, terms. like Andy Reid and Mahomes are going to have to be attached at the hip together another fifteen years to match it. Yep. From here, yep. from this but moment. It is fun in New England, though. I, you know, I do think, and this isn't taking anything away from Bill and Tom's relationship or that run. It was excellent in its own way, but I like seeing like a scrappy 
resourceful Bill. You know, he's always resourceful, but um, I think it's really fun to see this chapter. They've never had a quarterback, and I know Tom always took a haircut, but, like, you've got Mac Jones on a rookie deal. And if he's the guy, that that means, you know, you like seeing new faces in New England, like, you know, the Nelson Aguilars of the world, the world, the, the Judons of the world, like fun faces that are going to pop up up there and, and Bill's going to spend and they're going to look differently. They're going to have to win differently. I think this is fun. Like, I've never wanted to watch the Pats more. You know, and it is interesting also to watch what Belichick is doing with Mac Jones, you know, where yeah. where where Jones had the game that Robert Sala wanted his kid and Zach Wilson have saying it's good to play boring. I mean, Mac Jones, his stat line was boring. And then, yeah. you know, and then you heard from Belichick afterwards and they asked him what you think about Mac Jones. And he did his usual response that was boring and boring wins in the NFL if you don't make mistakes and just seeing Belichick get this kid up to speed so fast uh, in a way that obviously Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson still looking for a W and Justin Fields is still kind of nailed to the bench there the injury to Dalton might change that I'm just I'm fascinated to see how Belichick is operating in in his 2.0 Right exactly. Now. And so, like, you know, you're watching those games and, you know, Mac Jones might be boring at this point. But if you appreciate Bill, there's always some storyline. There's always some angle. There's like, who are they going to come out and try to be this week? And, you know, Brady could oftentimes overshadow that and his his greatness. So, like, to to give Bill the floor a little bit, so to speak, and say, like, OK, now we can really appreciate the resourcefulness with which he coaches. And so, you know, the GM thing has been the biggest strike against his kind of legacy. Um, I've been excited to watch a lot of these new faces in, in New England this year, and he's going to get an honest second crack at it with a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal the next couple. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show is Greenlight Podcast where all podcasts are available. And just one last one on this is I do enjoy, though, seeing Brady post-Belichick, not football, but just personality-wise, I mean, the Tommy Gronky videos that they're doing, even though he's dead serious and getting this team focused on another Super Bowl, and it appears that they are lockstep. They're having fun with videos. I don't know if you saw Brady's, um, you know, each week he's now, as you know, for a couple of years, he's been doing these hype videos on his social media. I don't know if you saw the one prior to the Falcons. Yeah, they're they're impeccable, dude. Well, I mean, uh, the one prior to the Falcons, he did it in front of a screensaver in front of a computer that the timestamp on it was 328 because he's taken on the Falcons and the score was 28 to 3. Yeah, he's got like all these easter eggs and stuff for people to find like which goes to show you like Tom's creative but he's got a, a solid team working he under t- him. He doesn't have time to do all this stuff. But like, I guess my question for you is is this the Brady that you knew when you played with? Like cuz we didn't see a lot of this stuff. You know, him. I don't want to be the the window into Tom Brady for the world because that would be um that wouldn't like he had better friends than me on that team right. by far. Obviously, goes without saying. I mean, but I liked him and I thought he was fun. And I thought he was easy going and a, you know a good teammate. So, you know, I, when you're up in New England, you know the building has no windows. That's not to say it's a bad thing, but you know what what happens there stays there. And I think they'll be like the island uh, in a changing NFL landscape where. You know, everybody else is, you know, each each player, you know their brand particularly well. Um, but I thought, you know, Bill let Cam be Cam, too. So I think sometimes it's kind of 
overplayed, you know, the, the New England is a vault thing. I, I just think, you know, Tom has grown through years where Bill was learning to let players be players. And now Tom's in Tampa. And that's kind of is what it is now. And he can be who he is. Chris Long here on the Rich Eisen Show. So I guess uh, my last one for you would be, uh, which team do you believe has the best chance to dethrone the Bucks, who look like they, are, they have totally picked up where they left off? Brady, it's no longer a transition year. Like, it's now a routine year. He's in his routine yeah. now. So what, what happens from here on out is to your best crystal ball ability, Chris Long, do you think? Well, I have uh, the Chiefs beating the Rams. That that was my Super Bowl right there. And, mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a homer pick because my brother's there. I didn't expect that the um, the defense would come out looking like this. And I actually think it's funny. I joked the other night that like Kansas City's defense uh, is good for the NFL. Like it makes the NFL <laughs> less boring. You know, like we 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 get tired of seeing Kansas City trot out there and 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 teams play catch up to no avail every week. Now we're going to see some barn burners. I mean, we've seen two to start the season. So, um, and then LA. My biggest concern probably is that situation at running back. You know, you've had two injuries now that you've sustained, and I don't know how serious uh, the the second injury is. But um, you know, they look really good. In fact, um, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup are like best buddies. Like hot seat for Clayton Kershaw. Like they've just <laughs> they've just literally picked up right where they left off and better. And, you know, as a sidebar there, Jared Goff not looking half bad for a while last night. You know, I think everybody can win in the NFL at times because I, I think it was a situation there in L.A. where that relationship, the relationship had soured between the quarterback and coach. Mm. Chris, I love the chats, man, always. Uh, I, I'll, I'll throw you one curveball at the end here because I know you interviewed – him recently, JJ Reddick hung it up after 15 years. Says it's time to be a dad. I guess you, yeah. I, I assume you know him and know him a well. Brooklyn dad. Okay, you so get, what? Yeah, what? Chelsea Chelsea boots, leather bound books. He's a Brooklyn guy. He's <laughs> he's just gonna he's gonna become even more of a hipster. And uh, listen, I love JJ from the little bit I've gotten to know him. Right. He seems like a great dude. Really humble for a guy that kind of was iconic for a period, not just in college basketball, but one of the best shooters the, the NBA has ever seen. So, like, anybody you ever talked to, great teammate. And his podcast is awesome. So shout out to JJ uh, and Tommy, old man of the three. Chris Long, you're the best. Uh, thanks for the call. Best to your family. Uh, yes, sir. You know, the long cast, I don't need 10%. Don't worry. Uh, just go ahead and do it. Um, that would involve us all getting on, on the phone at the same time and working our technologies respectively. So I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> are you That's saying your hold on? Are you saying your dad's the weakest link on that? Are you, dad's saying? the weakest link, but not by much. I mean, I feel like a legitimately fifty-five-year-old man. Um, so uh, <laughs> you know, dad, I had him in a fantasy football league the other night. He uh, had to auto pick two two players because he couldn't get into the <laughs> website there. <laughs> he, got, he got he got Austin Eckler though. So yeah. you know what I went I lost to week one to a guy who auto picked and he had Austin Eckler. So wow. it, it all works out I guess in the long run. So my yeah, gosh, it always does. Take care of yourself, Chris. Does. Look for my call. Easy, Look for my call, please do. Okay. That's Chris Long, yeah. everybody, right here. Green light with Chris Long. We're all podcasts are required. Love talking to him, man. Okay, so when we come back, let's dive in a little bit more to what Peyton revealed during the Manicast last night. 
didn't want to have any conversations with any of his teammates about plays or anything to do with anything about a game around his locker when he was playing in New England. We'll hit on that and four downs in your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, so we opened a box. that uh, It's a time capsule. My office at NFL Network got packed up Ooh. on my behalf years ago. I don't, I don't know the time, date, or whatever, but... Um, this was in the one of the boxes that were sent here. It's an upper deck 2011 football. Um, six cards per pack, 20 packs per, wow. per box. Okay, hobby box. Yes. That's what it says here, a hobby box. Correct. Yep. And it's in cellophane. You want me to open this? You sure? Yeah, I think you should. Because okay, um, you guys are the cards people. Well, okay, I don't we, care. What, what I've seen on eBay, it's not really worth that much. But well, uh, I'm going to bring these home to my watch. kids anyway. Brady so. Auto's in there. Well, unless we find a good auto. Brady my auto. son loves cards, so. Well, if it's a good auto, Brady I'm bringing auto. it home to my kids. Well, no, we're keeping in the studio, Rich. I mean, your your kids gave up. Uh, All right, here, one, here we go. <laughs> I should take care to open this, right? It's fine. We're yeah, not. We're not. We're not I think we just no, give I mean, everybody no, a few I, packs I, and no, let's no, rip no. these. Bad okay, boys. here's a pack. Here's one. All right. All I'm right. I'm going to get some. Ready? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's throwing it. All right, what's the big deal? Here, sit down. Okay. I wanted to do one. You want one? I feel Go like ahead. That now. I, I'm enjoying this. Here, I'm going to yeah. flip it over. Oh! Oh, that wasn't bad. Well, that that was was that was like, You're going to ding the thing. Yeah, you don't want to damage the card. All right, here we go. It says, look for Letterman's signature. Uh-oh. Okay. All right, first up, I got Charles White. That's an old one. So this is college? Yes, these are college. Oh. 
Ooh, I got Paul, Paul Horning of Notre Dame. I got oh, a Cam yeah. Bo Jackson tandem. Oh, here's a Daryl Johnston Syracuse card. Oh. Nice. Moose. Moose. Doug Flutie, a Saturday in action card. Ooh, I have an oh. autograph Rashad Carmichael. <laughs> hey. You got an this yeah. one's for Aaron Rodgers. A Randall Cobb Kentucky card. Hey. <laughs> I get this it. is cool. Oh, well, this one's wrapped. Does this mean it's an autograph one? No, there's oh. nothing in it. It's just like a holder. Oh. oh. What a, I'm an idiot. Oh, I have Doug Flutie and Rocky Roman Blyer. Gabriel, NC State. Oh, yeah. Roman Gabriel. Jim Kelly, Miami. Hey. Oh, if it was Gino Toretta, I'd send it right to Marshall. Wow, that's harsh. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are all college guys. Yeah, TJ, so. you got anything in there? I got a, a Jack Youngblood, Florida Ooh. card. Florida. I don't right. know. That's where he went. Thurman Thomas, Oklahoma State. They're good. Uh, George Rogers, South Carolina. All right, let's be honest. Are these worth anything? Zero. Zero. Are you serious? Yeah. You get Gary V on the phone. These aren't worth much. All right. Great stuff. I appreciate the, the uh, music, Jim too. Brockmeyer card I have here is worth more. Right, hang on. <laughs> All right. You can take the music down, Mike. It's All right. Good. I like the music. How much time do we're back? Radio audience returns in 20 seconds. Randall Cobb, Kentucky. This is pretty cool. That's a good one. Yeah, I got a Cambo you- Jackson. Tandem. Come on, that's got to be good. Nah, it's worthless. Come on, man. <laughs> it's worthless. I mean, TJ and Brock were the kings of this. All right, very good. That's called content, people. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show on our radio as well as our Peacock stream. It's all good in the hood. My four downs coming up shortly. but So I'm watching the Peyton and Eli cast from jump last night i wanted to see how they were handling the opening of the show and what they were doing and how it all was being put together and you know it it's just a fascinating watch when you've got two guys who have so much knowledge and obviously so much history together and just having fun but also just deep football knowledge and making you smarter while watching the game it was another fascinating week They had Gronk coming on. He called in, revealed he doesn't watch film. He asks Brady, who's covering me this week? And Brady obliges. You think he was... He says he watches film when it's shown to him. He doesn't do it on his own. I think he might have been... Robbie Redzone, I think he might have been playing At one point, a dog was barking. He picked his dog up and used it as a prop to bust Peyton Manning stones for hating fullbacks. Hilarious. Gronk was in two drink minimum last night. Yeah. It was great, it was man. Funny. It was great. And then uh, later on, uh, Brett Favre chimed in. So did Patrick Willis, who is an old Miss guy. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, you want it, when the game's out of hand, yep. what perfect opportunity to have McAfee chime in. And, and, and McAfee <laughs> right. did. And it was he terrific. Took it, home. Yeah. it was yeah, great. But, it home. So the one thing that everyone's taking out of this cast that is sticking, if you will, was Peyton Manning at one point in the first quarter, I caught this too. It was early. Um, talking about how when he was playing in New England, he would not have any conversations of note and would not at all let any of his teammates have a conversation about anything to do with football around his locker in the visitors' locker room at Gillette. I mean, I felt like the Packers were listening to Eli, you and I, our conversation on Friday about we got to come out and run the ball. I, I think I think our I think our conversation was bugged, you know, kind of like the Patriots used to do back in the day. We played the Patriots in that second Super Bowl in Indianapolis, and they practiced at your facility all week. Were you a little nervous going back in your facility the next year that they didn't have like cameras in your quarterback room? 
Every time I played against New England, we, I used to go and talk to my receivers like in the shower in the far corner. I'm like, don't talk about a play next to my locker because I know it's bugged. I know it's got a hot mic in there. The White Shadow 2.0 from Peyton Manning, everybody. <laughs> His teammates in the shower. I wonder if they were singing like doo-wop and stuff. <laughs> Dated 70s reference. Take me back. Um, or 80s. Yeah, all right. Jay Billis was a, uh, was a, had a cameo. As a high school kid, do the math. So Peyton Manning says this. Now everybody's like, Patriots are cheaters. They're cheating. They're cheaters. And um, here, here's, here's, here's the way I, I feel about it. My first thought was the Patriots probably aren't very happy that this thing's getting thrown out there on a again, just like again. recycled. But then I thought to myself, they are probably. If I'm Belichick, I am laughing right now. I am laughing because you just heard Chris Long, former Patriot and Eagle and Ram, say that when the Eagles were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they practiced plays they had no at all planned to run in the Super Bowl just in case the Patriots were watching their practice. (laughs) And Chris Long's like, I'm a former Patriot. I never saw anything weird there. But I'm like, we're, we're practicing fake plays? And then, of course, they ran the Philly special, um, which they didn't run in practice that week. So, because the reason why the Patriots are laughing is it helps if the opponent is paranoid and using any ounce of their mental capital on anything to do with trying to avoid being spied on by the Patriots when the spying's not really happening. Now, you could sit here and say, Rich, how do you know spying didn't happen? Because they, you know, got busted for Spygate. And when Spygate happened, I always was wondering how it worked. Because the Patriots were not using the videos of capturing the opponent's sideline going through their signal motions in real time. It's not like they got the first half signals into their possession by halftime and then sat down and disseminated it to everyone on the team during the 15-minute window of halftime to know in the second half what's going on. Now, could they use it the next time they played an opponent? Absolutely which is what the problem was there, along with the fact that you're not allowed to do what they were doing. And Mangini's the one who busted him, and that's all ancient history now. And so if there was a bug, let's just say Peyton Manning's sensations and spidey sense was spot on, right? So what is happening? Is there a member of the Patriots staff sitting in a room in the bowels of Gillette with earphones on or in a van outside like Midnight Run, okay? Like Get Smart. And, and they're sitting outside and they're listening to everything and they're, they just caught Peyton Manning talking about a play or an injured player that wasn't going to play that day. And what do they do with that information? immediately report, put it in a, a report, a dossier that gets handed to Belichick before kickoff? Because the guys not in the locker room 
all week. Players arrive to the visiting locker room mere hours before kickoff, and they're just getting dressed, and then they're going outside, and then they come back. Marshall took a nap in his locker. So, you know, like, how does it work? Right? Like, okay, the buses are arriving. (laughs) Okay. Get your headset. Let's listen in. And all you hear is like tape ripping and music, music blaring. Right. And you're trying to capture like, did he just say the X receiver? Why? Like, what, right. what are they doing? <laughs> like, how are they? What information are they picking up on the mic that is then being by no question the lowest member of the staff yeah, understood that this is actually actionable material being garnered by the hot mic and then being written down and transcribed or and then run into who like ernie adams who then writes it in a report and types it up like coach i know you're getting ready it's two hours before kickoff i know you're going out there to inspect the field and go talk to this and that right but i gotta sit down we just picked this up on a microphone from from peyton manning's Locker. Let's scrap our whole like, game how plan. Does it work for this one thing that we heard? And we're going to lo- trust the, the kid who just heard it, or is it Belichick himself listening right. to the tapes? Yeah, he's in his office. Like, got the headphones on. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, it's absurd. It's better just so so. <laughs> it, but it's great for New England to have this in the mind's eye of the opponent. Like the Eagles just spent very valuable practice time practicing plays that they weren't going to run. Now, the Eagles still won that Super Bowl. But if you're the opponent, wouldn't you want your opponent to think something to take their minds off of what really matters for even two seconds? That's when I heard that. I'm like, paranoia. What, big destroyer? Yeah. Self-destroyer? Self-destroyer. Good job. Thank you. That's what it is. Uh, You know what I mean? Rent-free on all these teams. Rent-free. Well, they do have a lot of headset issues in Foxborough, though. Well, you hear that? I mean, Mike, you want to know why? Because Foxborough's in the middle of nowhere. A lot of stadiums are, but there's not don't you remember? Don't go there, because you don't remember, like, four years ago when the Steelers' headsets went down, and he had the inside scoop because he knows where the towers are. He knows how the sound is. He knows that. (laughs) Mike knows everything about everything. The Miami Stadium's one of the worst. Hey, man. Miami, and I'll just finish up with this. The Miami Stadium, and again, it's not just it's not just the Patriots here that make people think this. It's it's a lot of quarterbacks are are paranoid about a lot of yeah. stuff. And the thing they're paranoid about the most, and I I I swear to you, I'm not bringing this up for any sort of trolling effect, is the footballs. They are nuts about yeah. the footballs. And Brady and Manning. And Manning and and I think Hasselbeck at the time, yeah. back in the early aughts, got together and said, we are done yep. having the visiting team handle our footballs. The num- I swear, yeah. you put Brady on a polygraph machine and you ask him on the hair of his most important people in his yeah. life, did the Miami Dolphins in Miami – 
always break out a new Brand shiny new. football and place it on the field for the Patriots to use when Brady was trying to drive to beat them with no time left in the fourth quarter. Yes or no, Tom? He would say yes, and the needles would not move. He believes it. Did it happen? Maybe. Is it allowed to happen anymore? Nope. Nope. Teams bring their own footballs, and I know we're going down another path. That's ancient history. Science. But paranoia is everywhere in the NFL. Always has. Always has been. Always has. Hey, Rich, just to quote the great Joseph Heller, though, Mm -hmm. just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) the old catch 22, sir, the old catch 22. (laughs) No, I hear you. But what, honestly, like, I heard that last night, and I'm like, Patriots have got to be like calling up ESPN and saying, What's Peyton doing? (laughs) And then I'm thinking, Just let go. Let it go. Yeah, when you're in our locker room, have your head in a swivel. Think about that as opposed to what you're about to do in Gillette. Go in, go in the shower. Go in the shower, have a conversation amongst the porcelain like that. Go ahead. You go there. Take you out of your rhythm. Uh, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Because if there is a, a mic in there, you know, honestly, who's listening? How do you write it down? How do you make it work in real time to your benefit? No way. You've planned all week long. Throw that plan out because you guys have no idea what some 23-year-old just heard on a hot mic that's been placed in Peyton Manning's locker. Yeah, what if you really? heard it wrong and exactly. then Bill is it's just like, going to trust yeah, him? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. No right. <laughs> like, yeah, never no, do we it don't need fast. any verification. He heard what? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Let me go change the game plan right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to go out and do my normal routine before, but we have to have an emergency meeting on what we're going to do in third down against a, a cover two. <laughs> right. Absurd. Take a break. My four downs and your phone calls before Jimmy G joins us at the top of hour number three from the San Francisco 49ers. That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. You rocking a St. Louis Cardinals baseball hat to a World Series game at Wrigley Field. Um, and how did that go for you, John, that night? Well, it was a controversial statement <laughs> uh, it, it, for some people. I, I didn't I didn't really mean anything by it other than right. I certainly wasn't going to wear a Cubs hat. I needed a hat. Yes. And I wasn't going to wear an Indians. I mean, what, what hat? I explained it to quite a few Cubs fans yes. on the day who, when, you know, like, like most things, it's easy to get your dander up when you're screaming anonymously on the radio or 
<laughs> or uh, in a comment section. But when you speak to somebody in person, you generally, you know, the cooler heads prevail. So in, in person, when I spoke to people, it was, well, of course you're going to wear your Cardinal fan. That's fine. We're very happy for you. With the exception of one very particular Cubs fan who took my hat off and threw it over the, uh, over the wall and into the alley of the bar that we were all in. And that Cubs fan was Bill Murray. <laughs> Okay, now then, uh, when did you when did you realize it was Bill Murray? And, and, and did you have like a flash of indignity and like the, oh, no, no, the, no. the fisticuffs coming? I was coming very aware that, okay. that, that Billy was there because I was. Uh, it was after Game Five, which they won, mm. and we were uh, myself, Joel Murray, who was a co-star on Mad Men uh, with me and a very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, as well as. You know the Murray the Murray clan runs pretty deep. It was a party. It was very exciting. Chris Chelios was there. Eddie Vedder was there. Damn. Chicago royalty was out in uh, force that night, and I was there. And so it was a very celebratory evening. And I had uh, I was wearing my hat, and people were singing and karaokeing and dancing. We're all in sort of the back outside space of of a bar right near Wrigley, and. Billy, who I had met on several occasions, and I wouldn't say that I know well, but I definitely know enough to say hi, uh, said hi in a, in a sort of a jubilant, dancing, excited way. And uh, at the same time, said, get this damn head off your head and, and plucked it off the top of my head and kind of reverse tossed it over the wall <laughs> into the alley. And then I watched it sort of sail into the night, and I thought, well, I guess I'll never see that again. And I followed it down, and I looked to the left on the wall that he had thrown it over, and there was a door to the alley. So I just opened the door, and I took three steps out and picked my hat up off the ground and put it back on my head and walked back (laughs) into the party. Now, that's fandom, sir. Yes. Uh, John Hamm telling a story about today's birthday boy, Bill Murray, turning 71 today. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll take your phone calls here. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to join us in hour number three here on this program. 2-0 San Francisco, 2-0 Arizona, 2-0 Los Angeles, almost 2-0 Seattle, like I told you. Had Seattle held on to their 30-16 to lead, we would have not only seen the first ever division to all start 2-0 in the history of the National Football League, but it would have been the first time a division played football in each instance. All four teams or five teams won in back-to-back weeks at any point during a season. That had never happened. That still never happened. That's how close we were. Derrick Henry personally uh, made sure that statistic did not come into being. And the 49ers taking on the Packers. The Rams are taking on the Bucks. Arizona's going to Jacksonville. And Seattle takes on, is it? In Minnesota. That's a big game, man. I think that only Arizona wins. Oh, how about that? Oh. So you're saying Arizona's three and oh and leading 3-0. the roost. Leading the roost. Arizona's three and oh. Go Rams. 
I think the the Bucks are going undefeated. Like, come on. No. Thank oh, boy. We've got so much to talk about this week. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so terrific and amazing. I cannot wait. Oh. Um, you ready for four downs, everybody? Yeah. Let's go. Okay, here we go. Four downs, everyone. Hut, hut. Four downs with Rich. Here we go. Why did he stop? First down. So, here we go. Uh, and that's the hashtag of how we start this four downs. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was announced today that Big Ben is suffering an injury to his pec and that it will affect his ability to practice this week in advance of the Steelers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And this only serves to make my first down even more urgent. The Pittsburgh Steelers must establish Najee Harris. Must. Like, this kid has got to get 25 carries this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. And it does not matter how many are in the box, how many is in the front. Keep on running him. If I'm not mistaken, Chris, do me a favor and look up his number of touches in his first couple of weeks this season. His rushing yards are substandard. And neither of these games that the Steelers played against the Bills in Western New York and at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. They weren't out of hand. They were only down by 10 against the Bills, and it was not running away from them against the Las Vegas Raiders. So Najee has uh, 17 touches in week one, 15 in week two. Uh, it's just, and, and, the, and, and he's getting touches in terms of catches. I mean, he's rushing. Yeah, so only 26 total rushes. Uh, I mean, over two games. Six catches. Let's go. Pittsburgh. Let's go. Like, feed him and force feed him down the throat of the Cincinnati Bengals. Gotta do it. Gotta do it and keep going. He's seen worse in the SEC than seven, eight-man boxes. (laughs) Let's go. Gotta do it. Gotta get that balance and gotta get it fast. That's first down here on... uh, on, on the Rich Eisen Show. Down. All right. Another thing for you to look up, Christopher. Okay. Look up the statistics of the newest dynamic duo in the National Football League. We're talking about, we saw last night, Rodgers to Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about Brady to any of his receivers. Um, keep on keeping on with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. That's a good one right there, right? We've got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs was the new fangled duo last year, and they are going to do what they're doing this year. Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson does a lot of the heavy lifting sometimes, but Cousins has got to be the one to deliver the ball to him, right? Yep. Here's your newest dynamic duo right here in Los Angeles. Send oh. up the Ram signal for Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is in the top five in receiving yards right now. And Stafford, as we know, didn't post as gaudy of a stat line in week two in Indianapolis as he did in week number one. But you know who did? Cooper Cup. So even when Stafford is not having his best passing day and uh, throws his first interception of the season, you know who's getting his? Cooper Cup. The Rams with Stafford going vertical. Going short game, going quick game, going everywhere with Cooper Cup. That is your new dynamic duo 
here in the National Football League, and I can't wait to see it going on right now. 271 yards in two games. There you go. 21 targets, so he's looking for him. He's looking for him. He's finding him, and for somebody, it's amazing how we talk about the Rams offense, but we never talk about, you know, how these receivers are some of the best in the game with Woods and obviously Van, they've got their own Jefferson and Van Jefferson. That is a new dynamic duo in the NFL. Week number three in the NFL, okay, for third down. Third down. Is going to um, put some rubber on the road with this one. Is the AFC West wide open? Oh, coming around. <laughs> is the AFC West wide open? In terms of? Well, in terms of winning it. You know, I, I, I think it's a crazy supposition because the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Chris Long, earlier this hour, had a terrific line saying that the Chiefs' defense is good for the NFL because everybody's <laughs> sick and tired of watching the Chiefs just roll it out there and put points on the board. And it's like a video game. And the Chiefs' defense is giving up rushing yards. Now, they did just play two of the best rushing offenses in the NFL and the Browns and the Ravens to kick things off. And we'll see what happens with the Chargers, who aren't very well known for running the football, but Herbert can stroll in there and perform just like Phillip Rivers. Every time the Chargers used to go in, in Arrowhead, let's just say the Chargers do win that one. And then the Raiders take on a Miami team that could be starting Jacoby Brissett and the Broncos taking on the Jets. Even if the Chargers lose this one and the Chiefs win in their 2-1, and one, the Raiders and Broncos look like they've got 3-0 and o potentially right there in front of them. And if I told you the Chiefs are going to spot the Broncos and, and, the, and, and the Raiders three, three dubs to kick off the season, you'd be like, okay, tell me more. How about the fact that they can't stop people potentially on defense for Kansas City? And if they make one mistake towards the end of a game, you might be able to get them. Again, I think it's a crazy supposition, but Week three's results might give a little bit more life to this conversation. Let's go fourth down. You think we need one more? <laughs> All right, we'll get one more. Well oh, Mikey, that was awesome. As he goes and gets the hot take plank. Always the highlight of four downs every week on a Tuesday. Rich Eisen, what Thank are you, you going to do for us? What, what happens when people of an advancing age get behind the wheel of a car? Well, it's dangerous. <laughs> A, a little, they get. They usually get a little slower, right? It's well, and they right. don't really care about well, anyone and, around. And it's them. one of those things. Again, I'm a New Yorker, and if you're behind somebody that's moving slow, and then I find like, and let's just say they start getting off to the right lane and turn the right, yeah. I will, I will, I will give a look. Like, I just need to see the face of the person. <laughs> the audacity. I don't know why it makes me feel better. Yeah. That I, just, I don't know what they look like. I don't know if it's man or woman or anything. You just got to know. Seeing the look and just make the look. And it's just, I don't know why I feel better about it. I, total agreement. Okay? Total agreement. So 100%. I bring this up because what happens is usually folks of an advancing age Hit the speed limit, nothing more, correct? Right. Right. Well, somebody's going to prove that the speed limit and the double nickel does not mean that you are advancing age at all. My fourth down hot take. Thomas Edward Brady is going to throw for 55 touchdowns in 2021. (laughs) Tom Brady will throw for the double nickel. Speed limit in many states in these United States. In 2021, he's got nine. All he needs to do is throw 3.06 touchdowns on average in the final 15 regular season games this year. 
and he's got right on the head 55. <laughs> and you tell me, you tell me, you hold him to two one game, guess what he's going to do in a couple weeks? <laughs> yeah. Four or five. Yep. On average, just three a game. That's it. Rest of the season. He stays healthy. He's going to do it. And then we'll talk about asterisks, extra games, and all that sort of stuff. What if he does it in 16 games? Oof. He might just think about it. Last year he was learning it. Last year he was learning how to get to the facility from his rental. Last year he was learning about everything about living in Tampa, working in Tampa, working with this offense, working with this coaching staff. Now it's all routine. Now it's just point me to the spot in the practice field where you're putting the kiddie pool to shoot Gronky, Tommy and Gronky. (laughs) And we'll just keep hooking up. Gronky's better. The Brown offense is better. I mean, he's Antonio Brown's there from jump, not midseason. Fournette's already up to speed from jump, not midseason. That's my four downs. You missed one of his throws. What's 56 that? is going to be a trophy from one boat to another. Yeah. Got to add that in. Well, look, Rich, you know I'm with you because I picked Tom <laughs> to win MVP before the season. And like I said, it's so strange that I'm wearing the Tom Brady trophy toss on my T-shirt. There you go. Hey, so that's 56. I love that. That's my my hot take. Whew. 55. We on fire. He thinks they're going undefeated. I don't know about that. MVP undefeated all the records. I mean, it, yeah, I can't it, see undefeated. He doesn't come back after that. No, right? he's done. He's got to walk. Off after that. Walk. No, Rich, he no, does. No, he's going to keep playing. you got to walk. Because why? Why not? you got to walk. If you do that. Yeah, the, yeah. Then you he, know you, you can still do it. He's at the point where you're literally going to have to scrape this man. Like someone's going to have to play go get him. until fifty. Giselle's going to have to walk out in the field and grab him by his ear <laughs> and walk him off. Be like, this is ridiculous, Tom. You you're coming. Did you see the stat that was going around? By his ear. He Did you see the stat going around? He needs thirteen <laughs> more touchdowns, which he's going to get in like a game and a half, nah. <laughs> and he's going to have more no. touchdown passes in his forties than he did in his twenties. Think about that. That's SoFi is going to be on fire this week. They're going to lose this week. I'm telling you. Who's going to lose? Tampa's going to lose this week. Mike, what a scene, I'll man. bet you your seats for the rest of the year. I'm not doing that. Well then, Because oh, oh. I picked Brady to win. So, so, I'm so you can swap seats are. because his is better than yours? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would swap seats for it, but you'd have to give me a little bit of care. You can't do the whole year. you got to go yeah, a game bet or something. But then what does Mike get out of it? Yeah, i got to get something. You something. lost the bet. No, yeah, no, but no. if he wins, then yeah. what does he oh, yeah, get? Exactly. You get nothing because you have better stuff. <laughs> you get better seats. <laughs> you get a boat. You get a boat. Get, you've already got it all, Mike. You don't need anything else. What do you bet against a man who has nothing to lose and has it all? Brockman <laughs> just found out. Two pumps. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I get three pumps out there. Yeah, Both yeah. of pumps. Yeah. Two pumps and a chump. Coming to Peacock this fall. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> Two pumps in a boat. Jimmy Garoppolo coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, baby. Rich, how much do you think our female demographics is about to spike in the next 20 minutes? Because uh, of James G? Because <laughs> of James G. He's a handsome man. Oh I mean, God. he's... It's just ridiculous. He's part of the Eastern Illinois Cabal. You know who that is? Tony Romo. And dad of his coach. Mike Shannon. Oh. Yes, sir. Ooh, did not know that. If Eastern I'm not Illinois? mistaken, isn't that also uh, Sean Payton territory? Eastern Illinois? I believe so. Yeah. So there's, Mike, there's like a strange yeah, Eastern Mike Illinois Shannon, cabal Eastern in the Illinois. NFL. 
It's not strange. It's a cabal. It's, a cabal. it's just strange that it's Eastern Illinois. I, I got a good question. Uh, I'm gonna. Sorry, okay, go, go, go ahead, TJ. You, you go, go. Mike. You yeah, go. Sean Brady, and, Brady and Garoppolo walk into a bar. <laughs> yes. Like we're say with a rabbi and a goat, and then who, like it sounds like a joke. But who is like? I mean, they're both. But do we, do they? Okay. You don't. Are they nameless? Like, they're nameless. So we don't know who they are. They're just two dudes. Yeah. Who like are tall right and handsome in a bar? Who gets you know yeah. approached most? Yeah. Is that a poll question? No, it's not. It's a oh. dumb question. It's <laughs> no, like no, no, a dumb no, no, no. question. No, it's like, a dumb, but I, useless question. Garoppolo's There's a, no other Garoppolo's way to put it. No, no, no. no we're not, guy. It's not a thread Brady? to pull on. It's not a thread. It's not. What's the point? Do we just All tweet? Right, so you know who they are. Well, do we just tweet who's better looking? Brady no, or Garoppolo? No, it's a dumb. It's oh. stupid. No, let's say they, oh. you know who they are, and you put like San Francisco. It's just stupid. <laughs> Like, if I'm Garoppolo and I'm, like, strolling past the TV and see this conversation on Peacock, I'm like, lose my number. <laughs> Honestly, I'm supposed to call into these idiots number. in three minutes? Lose my number. Lose my number. Ricky, don't lose a number. I mean, it might be Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, now? It's just stop it. <laughs> well, I mean, so here's stupid. the thing. The three of you do kind of, like, rather open up go on about how handsome the cards. dude is. Nor, oh, multiple times I've heard it, so I don't think it's that weird. He's handsome. I think it's fine to admit that. Well, I'm just glad he's on the phone. Because that two shot of me and uh, <laughs> Brady was something I still haven't recovered way, from. And that was from 2011. That's right, from the spot. Maybe the, is, there, is, it, is it in the box of cards? <laughs> like a picture of me and a two shot and a burlap sack, even though it looked like I was wearing a, a burlap sack and I was in actually a beautiful Xenia suit? I could probably find that. Hold oh, on. God. All right, let's take a break. Far more pertinent uh, questions being posed to Jimmy Garoppolo in a matter of moments right here. <laughs> 49ers taking on the Packers on Sunday Night Football on NBC. We're back on NBC Sports on Peacock in a moment. 